It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program for uh, this um, Friday morning, already into uh, September. And on Fridays, we uh, have uh, John Brian in, and he uh, does the uh, talk show part of the uh, program. And he is in studio. We're going to check to make sure he's prepared. John, are you here, and are you prepared for today's program? Uh, Mr. Bush, I'm woefully unprepared. Okay, so... Excuse me. uh, you've got a few moments uh, to uh, get yourself uh, together because we have our real estate question of the week uh, coming up. And on our live line, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Bob Martin, Robert Martin, broker owner of Crossroads Real Estate Group. Are you there, Mr. Martin? Yes, I am, Roger. All right. Always a pleasure to uh, chat with you. And welcome to our microphones today. Now, we have a real estate question, and here it comes. It reads... We are purchasing a home or a house, and um, we're supposed to close on Monday. Yesterday, we did a walkthrough of the property and discovered that there was water in the basement. What a big surprise uh, after these storms. Anyway, there has never been uh, disclosed to us before about the water. And the person asks, do I have still the rights, even though the inspections are long past? Uh, What's the story on that? Yes, um, I'm not going to pretend to be an attorney here, but certainly um, there's a seller's disclosure that, you know, is filled out by the seller. And if they, it was indicated there that by the seller that there was no water in the basement, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, the buyer can uh, hang his hat on that. And the reason that there is a walkthrough and it's allowed, uh, it's under the contract, it says that prior to closing, the property is going to be delivered free and clear of all tenants and personal property, and in the same condition as it was when the contract was signed. So certainly, um, if this gentleman did a walkthrough, which he was entitled to, and um, and I'm assuming there's significant water, like, you know, an inch or two, uh, not a little bit of puddle in the corner, in which case you could still, you know, make a stink over it, but let's say there's some substantial stuff, which is, I'm assuming, he certainly has, has some rights, um, at that point, um, you know, if I were representing you side, I'd see if you could work out something. But, you know, it could be everything from I no longer want to buy the property to I want some, you know, an estimate to get a, um, a company in here to do a French drain. Um, if, and so, but at some point, let's say after two reasonable people can agree to something, I strongly suggest that he retain a, an attorney. A legal counsel. A lot of times, the title attorney will also be able to draw up something. Um, but if he, um, you know, if he wishes to cancel the whole transaction, and the other side doesn't agree, then it becomes litigious. But um, that's the reason for a walkthrough. Um, that you know, there could be damage to a door or a broken window when the when the the seller moved out. Um, but if the property needs to be in the same condition, so. You know, the same thing would have happened for the roof. They were missing shingles and things from from the heavy uh, wind we had a week or two ago. Um, you know, he has a right to say, "Look, this is not the same house that I contacted to purchase." So you're telling me uh, um, you're telling me here that uh, there are certain conditions, even though you're pretty far into a into a sale, almost to a closing, that you can still get out, huh? Yeah, well, you can at least attempt to get out. Sure, I mean, you could say here, you know, I never bargain. Now, now it'd be different if the seller would have put on the disclosure that every time it rains, I get two inches of water in my basement, and then the buyer signs that, and then he says, oh, by the way, there's water in the basement. Yeah, I told you that, you know, a month ago, and you should have read that disclosure, and you signed off on it, so you cannot use that against me now. Uh-huh. But if that disclosure, you know, said no, that, you know, we don't, have, we don't have any water in the basement, even though this was extraordinary, um, it's not the condition it was when that gentleman saw it. Now, you know, usually a home inspector will pick up on that. If you go into a basement and you see the washing machine up on pallets, <laughs> the uh, the boiler on bricks, uh, where everything is, is above the level of the, 
uh, the slab or you, you know, you see some effervescence on the, on the walls, usually you can tell, but, um, you know, this could have been something one time extraordinary. It may have been a block drain. Uh, you don't know, but certainly the buyer does have some rights. Um, and he may have to, you know, consult with counsel to, to fulfill those. But yes, right, right up to the end, you can look at that and, um, the property's going to be in the same condition as it was when they signed the contract. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Bob. And have a, a great weekend. And um, and don't work too hot on Labor Day, please. We don't want that. Uh, okay, Rob. You either. Okay, okay, thank you. Robert Martin from Crossroads Real Estate Group with our Real Estate Question of the Week. We have a message from Cerro's Tavern, and then uh, John takes over. You'll love the ambience, the food, the friendly service when you visit Cerro's Tavern downtown at 42 Cherry Street. Try our popular lobster bisque or New England chowder this summer, or grilled flatbreads served five ways. Our burgers and sandwiches are sure to please, and our main plates led by marinated steak tips and short ribs. Try our summer menu, including our fabulous crab cakes. Open Tuesday through Sunday. Reservations encouraged for inside or outside dining at 769-3330. Outside patio in full swing. Hampton Court also available for dining at Ciro's Tavern. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And good morning. We are back with the panel here on the Upfront Radio Show on 1380 AM and 99.FM WNRI. I am your host for the next 46 minutes. My name is John Brand. Great to be here on Fridays. Yes, you can uh, check your calendar and, and your watches yet again. All is well. I'm back on Friday. I had last Friday off and it was uh, a big life experience moving our daughter into uh, her new college and to all the parents out there that have sent off your kids to college either this year or in years past. I finally understand what you went through. It's not easy. It's not easy. So uh, I got caught in back of a school bus this morning and that was exciting because while I was sitting there and saying to myself, oh my God, this stinks. I hate being in back of buses. I thought, wait a minute. Turn that frown upside down and think about it this way. The kids are back in school. And that's a beautiful thing. So you know what? I was happy to be in back of that bus this morning. I was happy to be watching those kids file off the bus. Because it's a return to normalcy. We're going to talk later on in the show about kids, about masking, about some COVID-related things. We're going to talk later on about Afghanistan as well. We have to. How can we not? The disaster, the foreign policy disaster that is Afghanistan. The American defeat that is Afghanistan. And boy, does that pain, pain me to say that. But it is. Remember when they said, we're going to be respected on the world stage again? Well, as the saying goes, that didn't age well. But I'm going to start this morning. I want to start... With a few examples that the world is, in fact, going insane. The world around us is going insane. And there's a few examples why the world is going insane. But maybe you have examples. And, of course, this is a talk show. And as I love to say on Friday mornings when I'm here with you, a talk show is only as good as its callers. So give me a call at 766-1380-769-0600. Toll-free 1-800-949-9674. And as always... We have the technological capabilities here at WNRI to accept electronic mail, otherwise known as email. And you can email me here at upfront at WNRI.com. Have you looked out your window lately? Have you seen that it's insane? Out there, it's a crazy world. And every day there are new headlines that just make me say, what is going on? In this country and on this planet. The inmates are overtaking the asylum. That's how I feel anyway. This week I was just perusing local news, regional news. And sometimes I'll look at the Boston news and just to see what's going on in, uh, in Boston. 
big metropolitan city to our north. And there's a mayor there. Her name is Kim Janney. Okay, get ready for this one. Kim Janney puts up on Twitter, okay? This is on 826. This was tweeted. Yesterday, I was proud to proclaim August 25th to August 30th as Black Breastfeeding Week in the city of Boston. As a black mother, I have experienced the disparities in support services for breastfeeding. This week uplifts cultural traditions that support black breastfeeding. <laughs> just think about that for a minute. As opposed to what? Just breastfeeding week in general? I mean, what does this lunacy even mean? I mean, you know, the problem is we're living in a bizarre world right now where nobody, nobody will raise their hand and say, excuse me, this is really stupid. That's the problem. We don't have that going on. What is Black Breastfeeding Week? First of all, if we break it down in a couple ways. Number one, this incredible, sudden, over the last two years, this obsession with race that we have in this country right now, where everything is, is labeled and everything is broken down by color. Like, how did this happen? What happened to what Dr. King said? That he wants his young daughters to grow up in a world where they are not defined by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. But everything now is about color of skin. It's insane. So one, we have to identify it as a black event. But then it's black breastfeeding event, a black breastfeeding week. Wait. Don't human moms breastfeed if they so choose? Isn't that part of anatomy? Isn't that happen to human beings no matter what your racial line is? So why focus on that? Like, I just, it's insane. And the fact that it's like a real thing will drive you crazy. Here's another one. This was provided to me by a listener. This one's good. This is a good one. This is how you know, like, we are literally at the tipping point, okay? New San Francisco initiative to pay other individ to pay individuals not to shoot others. A new program in San Francisco will pay people at high risk of shooting someone not to pull the trigger to help alleviate rising gun violence in that city. The Dreamkeeper Fellowship is set to launch in October. Hold on to your hats, people, and pay 10 individuals $300 each month to not be involved in shootings. You can make an additional $200, by the way, a month uh, if you work to improve your community. And some ways they can earn more is by working or going to school. So let's think about that for a minute, okay? You're going to earn $500 a month. For not being a criminal. Sign me up for this job. I can do that job. Definitely. Like, here's 300 if you don't go shoot someone. And here's an additional two if you work or go to school. Gee, that sounds to me like you're just like a, a individual who's existing in cultural and societal norms and not shooting other people. I mean, this is lunacy. God, what is going on out there? Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning. I have a good question for you. If you're, you're employed and you get a doctor's note that you cannot get the shot and you hand it to your supervisor who works for corporate, this person who may be above you running uh, whatever business says, I'm not sending it in. And the employee says, well, you have to. He says, no, I don't. I run this place and I choose if I send it in or not. How is that constitutional? Well, I suppose that it comes down to the terms and agreements of uh, your employment situation. And, you know, whether or not, like, it depends. Like, I think it depends what kind of... Uh, 
Hel- agreements, it's a health, disclosures, it's a health, it's a health, whatever you a health worker that has to get the shot. Yeah. Uh, they they say go to your doctor, etc. Done with a notable doctor, etc. Hands in the note and says no. Well, if, I'm not sending it in. Well, if there is a medical exception, uh, that's in, right. In that in that employment, and that employer refuses to, you know, put in that. It, that that medical he exception. just works for corporate like she does yeah that's i mean that seems like a problem to me because especially if the medical exception exists as a term and condition of that employment and the employer refuses to submit the medical exception and a medical exception exists now if you're saying if you there are uh, a few professions right now when they're saying there's no opting out. So there's there's no opting out whether, you know, if you're in the military right now, there's there's very few opt outs for you and you work for the military, you're a, a government property and you have to get the shot. And so there are there are terms and conditions of employment in which a medical exception would not exist. But if it exists and the employer is not submitting it because they choose not to submit it, I That's think that, right. would, that would be a violation of a violation of the law right there. So, Well, you're reinforcing what I thought in the research that I did. But um, I, believe, I'm a, I believe I'm a libertarian. I believe in our Constitution. I believe it should be followed. I believe that you can keep safe today by following rules, being checked frequently, and many people have already had the virus, uh, a mild case. Many people have had it when they get test positive. They go through uh, the uh, the t- the time that you have to stay home, etc. Uh, test it again. Uh, take every precaution as far as dress, masking, etc. At work. And um, some don't even have really direct contact with, with clients because they're kind of in the background on this. Right. It's just but another, I don't it's, see how people can do this. Right. It's just another example of where we are in the world. Hey, thanks for the call this morning. I appreciate Good it. Good day. Good morning. Welcome to the Upfront Show. Turn your radio off. You'll get all messed up if you don't. Are you there? Hey, John. How's it going this morning? Oh, pretty good. How you doing? You got to turn your radio off. Yes, I did. Uh, just the, uh, I was calling about, listen, uh, Are you on a speakerphone? Because I, you, you can't really, you can't, you can't hear you. Hello? Hi. Okay. Hey, John, I was, I was wondering, was it dealing with the, uh, of a possible impeachment of the mayor? Uh, uh that, uh, I know it was at the Denise Sierra was looking, looking, weighing all the options and whatnot. But to me, is that for someone to, to go against the terms of a contract in such a such a willful manner, I think the opportunity exists to have her removed. I agree. Listen, caller, not not giving you short shrift, but gotta let you go because uh, you're, we can barely hear you on this side of the on this side of the line. The caller, in case you didn't hear, he was talking about what's going on here in the city of Woonsocket, local issue, and that's uh, whether or not the city council has the ability to remove the mayor for willful violations of the charter or willful violations of ignoring uh, acts of the Woonsocket City Council. There was an opinion put out this week, and the answer is absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the city council can move to remove the mayor. Uh, I don't think that we needed a an opinion by the city solicitor to tell us that it's right there in the charter certainly it's a uh, it's a move that the city council if they had the stomach to do it could certainly make and i think that they're getting there i think they're getting there by you know the, i think the 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 dog pavilion uh, situation involving councilwoman sierra and river island park versus the animal shelter that whole situation do i think that standing alone that that's an impeachable offense. Uh, it could be, but I think that that would be a you know a, a stretch by the city council. But do I believe that that is a? It's a yet another example of a long-standing pattern of behavior of ignoring the will of the legislative branch of government, violating the charter, and acting as though there is only one elected official in the city, and in, in which in fact there are several. Do I think that that makes it? an impeachable offense. I think you can make a case. I think that you could present evidence that there's multiple examples, and I think we could, you know, make that case going back for years. So, yeah, I think it's possible, and I think it it certainly bears watching, and we'll see what happens here in the city of Woonsocket.
See, things are crazy in the city, the state, and out there in the country. But you can earn money for not shooting people. What a country. It's just amazing. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Um, you talked about the insanity in the country and in the world, and I would like to uh, concentrate on that issue. Last night on Tucker Carlson, uh, he was talking about uh, pregnancy and the fact that in some areas of the country, I don't, I don't, they have a meme. They show a pregnant woman and a pregnant man. If if this is not insanity, there's no such I, thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's it's a drawing. It's not a, an actual picture, but this is not the first time that that we have heard about this kind of uh, gender insanity. Um, so in terms of, is the country, I think, I don't think people in Europe uh, are as nuts as we are here. I could be wrong, but... I do believe that, and you, one of the things that you said when you opened your, your uh, show is that, it, you know, pe- people, it, it's, everything's crazy. Well, there are people like me and a small group of us who have seen the writing on the wall. We, we figured out the plan. It's all laid out. In that movie, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, it talks about Saul Alinsky and how Alinsky uh, got people to do community organizing. And community organizing is another word for socialism. Not that I don't think people deserve help when they need it. No one and that's the other big lie. They try to make it look like anyone who's a populist or a conservative doesn't want to help people who need welfare, uh, doesn't have any respect for, for people who are lesbians or gays. The other, the other things I have to say, I understand lesbianism, I understand being gay, I think a lot of those people, the majority of those people, I believe it's genetic, that they're born that way. That's, what I, that's my opinion. But the other things I think may come from some uh, maybe mental health problems, maybe life experiences. I don't know, but what do I know? My master's is in history. But I've studied history all over the world, studied governments all over the world. And to me, the point now is, how do we stop this? And there's only one way, and that's to make sure we have voter integrity. How we do that, I don't know. Well, thank Thank you very much for the call. Thank you for the call. Thank you. I mean, she touches on a lot of things, but one of the things you can say is, certainly... You know, people will say, you can't say that. But certainly, when you think you go backwards in, in, in recent history and you say, well, Barack Obama was a community organizer. Steeped in the Saul Alinsky school, the Rules for Radicals school. And Rules for Radicals, and I've talked about it several times, is all about you, you draw lines and you make the other person the enemy by presenting them as evil. Uh, you know, you accuse them of that of which you are guilty at all times. You divide and conquer. Okay, that's rules for radicalism. And Barack Obama was steeped in that as a community organizer, became a Illinois state senator, became the president of the United States, and said when he became the president of the United States, I am going to radically transform this country. That's happening before your eyes, and it has been happening for years. We were never so focused. The mainstream media and big tech, which is your enemy, which you just the other night, I watched a report about this new Texas abortion law, and it was the way that it was reported. 
and it's reported a a, a Texas-based statute is reported on the Next Star Network, which owns Channel 12, WPRI, and networks throughout the country. So they're doing a uniform style of broadcast about this statute and making it known to you that this abortion law in Texas is bad. That's not reporting. That is low-key brainwashing. But you have to look out for it. And most people don't. They just listen to it. But it's all about the, drawing these lines and dividing us. We're all divided. Everything is about race. Everything is about equity. How about logic? Let's get back to logic. I'm going to wrap up this segment of the show by telling you this. I was amazed the other day. A few years ago, I'm going to admit it, okay? I'm going to admit it right now. Just between me and you. Don't tell anybody. This is a secret. Disney has been doing live-action movies of its classic tales. They did Beauty of the Beast. They did Cinderella. They did Mulan. They do the live-action versions of their classic cartoons. Well, I saw Cinderella a few years ago. And I gotta tell you, I loved it. I loved that movie. The costumes were beautiful. It's a live-action version of Cinderella as you know it, as I know it, as we know it, as it is. As it is. Right? Well, Amazon is now coming out with a new version of Cinderella. And in the new version of Cinderella, the fairy godmother is a black gay man. Why? Just why? I don't understand. Why? That's not the way that the story is told. That's not the story. That's not the way it was written. That's not the way it, it that's, that's not the story of Cinderella. So what are you doing? Like, what are you trying to prove? To make Cind- the fairy godmother a flamboyant man who happens to be African-American. Like, what are you trying to prove here? What are you trying to do to kids? Why are you trying to destroy the lines that men are men and women are women? That men are capable of things, that women are capable of things. And some of those things are not, are not the same, and that's okay. But the destruction of the family lines, the roles of a male and a female... And the desire to destroy traditional gender roles is an insane practice in this country. And it's becoming mainstream because we're letting it. Because we're sitting back and we're just too busy seeing how many likes the stupid thing we posted on Facebook got. And not being concerned that the Roman Empire is crashing and burning and we're watching it before our eyes. We got to wake up and say enough is enough because the country's going off the rails. And these are just some small examples and I'm glad I could share them with you. Hey, we're going to take a break here at the Upfront Show, our first commercial break. We do have a caller on the line, so hold on through the break and we will be back. We'll get right back to you. My name is John Brian. I'm here every Friday on the Upfront Radio Show on 1380 AM and 99.0 FM WNRI. Time out for Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces flip-flop wines. And listen to this, we have two bottles of flip-flop for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10. Mix and match. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California in six varieties, including Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, it's two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyard's quality wine experiences. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, 
2647 plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. So, for a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors. 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? 765-1800 and speak to Mike the Manager. The place to go for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu. Or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. And be sure to check out the Pomodoro family-style breakfast starting at 8.30 every Sunday morning. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Closed Mondays, open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays at 4, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Socket, Rhode Island. Hi, this is Gina Savini, inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. The summer real estate market is booming. Hey, we won't be able to say that much longer, huh? It's going to be the fall real estate market is booming soon. But listen, it's still summer. I know the unofficial uh, last day of summer is coming up on this Monday, but I'm sticking with the calendar on this one. The summer real estate market is booming. And if you're interested in selling your house, we'll call Marge Jacob now. Marge understands real estate laws. She's a broker with Remax Town & Country. She's got 47 years experience in real estate. That helps her understand all of those real estate laws, those complex issues that you run into when you're trying to sell your house. As a lifelong resident of Woonsocket, Marge knows the area since 1973. Marge has worked hard for her clients and she continues to do so today. And when you call Marge, she always returns your calls promptly. Do you want to sell your house? Well, strike now while the iron is hot. Call Marge Jacob of Remax Town & Country today at 529-0831. 529-0831. Marge Jacob, broker, 47 years experience, and always there for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we are back with the panel here on this Friday morning, and we're talking about, or we were talking about, how the country is going off the rails, the craziness that's out there. And I did get an email during the break that I just wanted to sh quickly share with you. I mentioned the Texas abortion law being passed in the state of Texas. So if you don't want to be subject to this law, what you do is not move to Texas. How's that? You got 49 other states to choose from. You don't like that one? Go to another one. That's the beauty of the United States of America. However, yesterday, outside of the uh, Texas State House, there's a ch there's a chant going on: "My body, my choice over abortion rights." So this is John. I just wanted to make you aware: this chant is going on, but my body, my choice doesn't apply to vaccines. That's a good call. I mean, you got to ask yourself that question, right? I mean, it, it seems so contradictory, but th there is there is there is no ceiling. The left knows no ceiling when it comes to being hip hypocrites. And the emailer asks, "Do birthing people have abortion rights?" That's a great question. Do birthing people have abortion abortion rights? Because I, I'm just I can't wrap my head around it. They say believe the science. The science is real, but they believe in chest feeding and birthing people. I don't know. It's enough. It'll it'll make your eyes pop out of your head. So you just got to give up because you know. Then you just realize, nope, I can't engage in these in these conversations. These people are maniacs. You just you, they'll they'll, they'll make you crazy. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning, John. It is kind of wacky, isn't it? I don't know. Um, you were first uh, in introducing this, is it a governor that wanted to celebrate or set aside some days for... It was a week. It was, it was the mayor of Boston. It was the mayor oh, of Boston. And it was... Isn't that special? Kim Janey. And, her, and she, she set aside a week at the end of August as Black Breastfeeding Week. Now, look, I mean, I don't have a problem... With, with either of the concepts, whether you're black 
or you choose to breastfeed. But what's the purpose of this? Like, what what does it accomplish? Well, here's the answer. It's a separating of the of the colors of the world. Uh, you know, can't you celebrate white, yellow, and red people feeding their children? No. So I hope somebody pointed the racist finger at this woman because she definitely can be appointed for racist of the uh, of the state. Carl, don't you know? Don't saying. you don't you understand? When you're when when you're a far left progressive, you can never be accused of being a racist. You can only accuse others of being a racist. Come on, you got to get the rules straight. You got to learn what's going on here. I, I like to break the rules sometimes. You know, <laughs> I love law and order, but I am breaking the rules, and I'll call her one because I just did. But here's the thing: you were also talking about the um, the uh, different kind of uh, fairy god. Father or whatever, I don't know. But that brought to mind, uh, you know, I, I listen and sometimes it's like, hey, wait a minute, that has been done before. Because uh, you watch The Wizard of Oz, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, and, and I, so I looked it up, and thank you for the commercial because it gave me a chance. In 1978, we had the, what the heck was it called now? It was The Wiz. The Wiz. Which sounds kind of a weird thing. You're taking a whiz. And so uh, that was with our friend Michael Jackson. And Diana Ross was in that as well. And so was, I want to say. Uh, Richard Pryor. Was he? Yes, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was in it. I think Nipsey Russell was in it as well, if I'm not mistaken. Everyone might yeah, remember Nipsey Russell yeah, from uh, the Match Game. Yeah. So you know, uh, these are not new, but they've been kind of introduced a little bit more radically now. Well, I think the retelling of the Wiz. I think the Wiz. All that was was more of like a Motown. It was like a Motown twist on the Wizard of Oz, and but it stayed within the typical gender roles of what you think. You think of a fairy godmother. It didn't change things that dramatically. It just kind of made it more soulful and cool is, is what it did. But the idea of this man, this flamboyant man dressed in women's clothing, serving as the fairy I don't even know what to call it the, the, in, in what was the fairy godmother. The question is, what are they doing this for? Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Because they accomplished, you know, uh, before it was just giving an opportunity for, uh, you know, our black brothers and sisters to have a movie with people they recognized in a different version. But now they totally changed gender. So they're just upping it, you know, in that, that film that the cat lady mentioned. They're just upping it to see. And, and to me, I've said all along, this is just to see if they can totally brainwash us into accepting whatever. You know, first you need to wear a mask, you need to stay home, you do need to do this and that. 15 and days and to so, flatten the curve, remember that. 15 days yes, to yes. flatten the curve. And, and before I say it would have washed so other people can call it, the other thing, they also had a black Annie. I don't recall that. I don't recall that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recall yeah, that. I, I looked that up too. That was in 2014, and let's see who are our friends on that. But even that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That, that doesn't matter to me. Right, like, right, I don't, but I don't I'm care saying- about like the, the ethnicity of. But to, to try to radically change the gender roles, it's just another example of big media, big tech trying to destroy the traditional nuclear family and saying there are no genders, oh, yeah. there are no mother-father roles, there are no traditional yeah, gender lines. A, yeah, You can be a birthing mother too, John. Well, no, I guess I, if I if I want to, I can take a ton of steroids, I guess, and chest feed all day long. Hey, thanks for the call. Uh, well, happy breastfeeding time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Boy, the time goes fast on this show. So let me just get through a couple. We're going to have to just do some uh, real quick topics here. As we, We're going to have to get one more break in, but we have some quick topics to get to. Uh, one of them was, I just want to tell you that you have to look at who you're electing to the Rhode Island General Assembly. You have to look who you're representatives and senators are and you have to know that there's a move to get these progressive 
far-left individuals into the Rhode Island General Assembly. And before you know it, Rhode Island's going to be California if people don't pay attention. Now, real quick, there is a uh, senator from Providence, Senate District 3. Her name is Gail Golden. She's leaving. She represents the east side. She's leaving to go take uh, a position in the Biden administration. I can tell you this, everything I know about her, this is addition by subtraction for the state of Rhode Island. This woman is a far left lunatic and has passed everything that I find or attempted to pass everything that I find reprehensible, starting with every year trying to repeal voter ID. However, there's a woman looking to replace her. Her name is Gina Pham. And... On her Twitter, she posted, okay, today she signed the Green New Deal pledge. She pledged to use her office to champion the Green New Deal, and she pledges to refuse all contributions from the fossil fuel industry. She says, climate change is here. Now, now get ready. Climate change is here. We must act boldly, and we must decarbonize. The alternative is, is destruction. Okay, so we must act boldly. We must decarbonize. So I just sent her a nice little message, a little question on Twitter and asked the following. See what she would say. Because she said she's going to act boldly. She said she has to decarbonize. The alternative to doing that is destruction. So I said, until that happens, will you make a pledge to never drive your fossil fuel consuming vehicle to a rally, a march, a parade or anywhere ever again? Will you pledge to live in a home that is completely devoid of fossil fuels, no matter the temperature, in the dead of winter? Well, there's a, a person involved in the campaign that got back at me and asked me, did you take that pledge? And, and so there was a back and forth. Okay, and I was like, of course I didn't take that pledge. I don't believe in the Green New Deal. It's dumb. It's never going to happen. But if you say... That we have to decarbonize and you say you support it, shouldn't you live by it? Well, we had a back and forth and then they come back and they say, they accused me of, and I just want you to know, there's a new term out there. It's called sea lioning. And do you know what sea lioning is? Sea lioning is when you ask questions that they say are meant to sound like real questions, but all you're really doing is trolling. So they have actually come up with a term that they could try to throw back at you when you ask them about their positions and you use their words against them. That is to say, you're saying this, do you support this? Well, you must be sea lioning. You're just trolling me. No, I'm asking you about your position. If you want to decarbonize and be radical, does that mean you'll never drive your car again? You won't put oil in your house. You won't heat your house with natural gas. You'll use only wind and solar to heat your home in New England in January and February. Is that what you're saying? Well, John, you're just a dumb monkey. Why? Why? Why am I that? Because I'm asking you, will you live by the things? That you profess. These people aren't serious. They want these things. They say these things. But they don't mean these things. But they run on these things. And they raise money on these things. And they're setting your tax rate in the state. They're setting your spending. They're spending your money. Wake up, people. You have to learn who you're sending to the General Assembly. It matters. It matters. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Morning, John. I just tuned in a few minutes ago, so I don't know if you talked about this, but did you happen to see the Bill Burr monologue when he hosted SNL a couple weekends ago? I did not. I did not. But I like Bill it Burr. Is, you have to. It's eight minutes of 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 uh, gold. It is eight minutes, and, and it's so and, and the, the audience won't even laugh. You could. They're, they're so nervous because they want to laugh, but they're afraid of getting canceled. But he talks about the woke movement, you know, and he talks about how when the woke movement started, um, you know, it was really at first sort of about, you know, black people not getting the opportunities they should have because of whatever reason. We could go on for hours, but, you know, it had some legitimacy behind it. And he said, and he said, he said white women, and I don't agree with generalizing like that, but he had a point. He said white women hijacked the movement and put themselves right to the front of the line 
and he talked about how white women for centuries stood by while, you know, by, while slave owners killed their slaves and the blood money and they didn't do anything and that now they have SUVs with heated suits and uh, heated seats and Gucci boots and how um, they somehow, like people like Elizabeth Warren and, you know, all these like Gina Raimondo kind of put themselves at the front of the oppression line even though they were never enslaved or anything like that. So you have Elizabeth Warren saying, I was fired because I got pregnant, which turned out to be a lie. She turned out to be, a, you know, claims to be oppressed. But, but he kind of had a point. I kind of so you have these, like, really coddled, wealthy suburban white women now, Linda Finn, people like that, who are putting themselves right at the front of the line saying, yeah, I've been oppressed. I'm oppressed. Absolutely. No, and by the way, you mentioned not. Linda Finn. She was once uh, elected from Newport to the Rhode Island General Assembly. And, and, you're, and you're proving my point. These people aren't serious. You, you know what? The people who claim that everything's offensive are the ones who are not the people who should be offended. Like, everyone who got offended by the Atlanta Braves name, like, there weren't, like, Braves that were upset about it. It was like suburban white women and leftists that were upset about it. The people that it shouldn't affect. The the you know every time you see something that's out there, hold, oh, we gotta change this. It's so offensive. It's not the people who you would think would naturally be offended are the ones complaining. It's like hyper liberal suburban whites who know better for everybody. It it's exactly what you're talking about. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But anyone out there, anyone listening, if you want to just hear some gold, uh, and, and John, you, you have to listen to it. Just look up the Bill Burr uh, uh, Saturday Night Live monologue. Absolutely, you will, you'll, you're going to pee yourself laughing. Thank right? you so much. I really appreciate okay. it. Great call, great recommendation, and and there's no question that I'm going to look that up because I like Bill Burr. But I like that caller, too. And if he's making a recommendation, I'm going to go with it. Hey, when we come back, we got a lightning round. we got way more topics than we're going to have five minutes for. But we're going to do our best. This is the Upfront Show with your host on Fridays, John Brian, 1380 AM, 99.FM, WNRI. Inside or outside dining, or your favorite pickup order from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and mouth-watering Italian dishes, including pizzas, on one of the best menus in the area. Hungry today or tonight? Come in and enjoy friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup or to place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's Restaurant, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery is available. At the CPA firm of Kayer Kosher, we believe in the value of relationships. We view every client relationship like a partnership and truly believe that our success is a result of your success. We're committed to providing close personal attention to our clients. We take pride in giving you the assurance that the personal assistance you receive comes from years of advanced training and technical experience. Dedicated and trusted for over 30 years. For Kayer Kosher, certified public accountants with offices in Warwick at 732-8900 and one socket at 766-8100. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we are back with the panel. We have just a couple minutes left, so I'm going to do the quick hit lightning round here. Hey, I just wanted to give you a little information. As of August 31st of this year at 8 a.m., just wanted to let you know, there are zero, zero confirmed pediatric COVID-19 hospitalizations in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Vermont, New Hampshire, and only four in the entire New England region. Mass 3 and Maine 1. So just so you heard that correctly, there are zero confirmed pediatric COVID-19 hospitalizations, but for Mass in Maine. Okay. And I just want you to know this. U.S. Delta wave has so far caused 47 child deaths. That's only 12%, 12% of what occurs in a typical flu season, which usually has 400 pediatric flu deaths per year. Okay? So think about that and all this hysteria that we have to make sure the kids wear masks eight hours a day in school. Okay? 
for those kinds of numbers. Look, it's lunacy. And if you say trust the science and you advocate for universal masking of kids in schools, I'm asking you, please seek help immediately. However, what I do suggest is that we take the kids' classrooms, right? And we put restaurant tables in the kids' classrooms. This way here, when they sit down, they can all take off their masks. We're doing it in restaurants. Why not do it in school? Also want to let you know that Dan McKee sent out a letter saying Rhode Island is open for business. That's right. August 24th, Rhode Island open for business. We are eager to accept any Afghan refugees coming from the disaster in Afghanistan. Here's the problem. We don't know who they are. There's no vetting. I mean, I hate to say it, but these people are coming from a region of the world that hates us. So we're just going to accept people without knowing who they are, where they're from. The Taliban opened up the jails. Let all the prisoners out. All the terrorists that were trying to blow us up and blow people up in Afghanistan. Now they're all out free. We don't know who they are. And the governor's saying, yeah, come to, come to Rhode Island. Let's make Rhode Island Minnesota. It's just lunacy to me. I do want to say this to you. Didn't have enough time to talk about Afghanistan and talk about what's going on out there. But I will say this. The breaking news here is that the people who said Trump would destroy America are the very people who are destroying America. Just think about this for a minute. The global jihadi movement now has a sanctuary the size of Texas. It's better armed than most of our NATO allies, thanks to us. And Biden made that happen. How does that make you feel? The national TV of Afghanistan, broadcasting parades of the Taliban, suicide attackers, car bombs, barrel bombs. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says the U.S. may deliver aid and assistance directly to the Taliban. People, you have to understand something. This was done purposely. We created a small Muslim jihadi nation and armed it thanks to your taxpayer dollars. Do you think that was an accident? Do you think this was just a, a byproduct? A folly of errors? No. They meant to do this. They left behind money and arms for our, our enemies. But by the way, just so you know, they left behind the dogs. These people left behind the service animals to starve to death. These are the kinds of people they are. We're out of time. I want to say thanks. Thank you for listening. Never enough time. But we'll be back next week and we'll keep it rolling then. God bless everyone. Happy Labor Day. This has been WNRI's Upfront. Presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Warren Socket.